Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother from the same mother, my true brother, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? What's up, Eddie? Eddie. Do people call you Eddie at all? Never. Actually, never. the only people that call me Eddie are our cousins, right? Because we've known them since we were little kids and they've never stopped. Like, they still call me Eddie, right? Like Jay, uh, Liliana, and Adrian. Really? They all call me Eddie. No one else in my life calls me Eddie. Everyone else calls me Ed. I'm going to start calling you Eddie. I'm okay What's up, with Eddie? That. It makes me feel a little younger, you know? At some point, I switched Does it? over... At, at some point, I switched over to Ed to seem a little older, but now that I'm older, <laughs> I want to seem a little younger, so I'm okay with Eddie. <laughs> you're, you're hitting that midlife crisis. Well, I'm, dude, I'm, soon, about to, I'm about to hit half a century. Soon we're going to see Ed rolling down the street in a convertible. <laughs> That's right, a red convertible. Yeah, well, I can't afford a convertible, so maybe not. <laughs> Tell you who can what's afford- up man huh who, who's that who can afford a convertible now i bet tom brady can afford a convertible i bet patrick mahomes with 500 million can afford a few convertibles too yeah but no one's gonna give him one now that he no no one's gonna want to sell him one now that he blew it in the super bowl 500 million dollars down the drain <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say down the. What gym. a waste! It's not a waste yet. I mean, he's got a he's got a few years on that deal, you know. Yeah, but it hasn't started off too well. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, the sad thing is, is that most people will say what you just said, right? But the fact of the matter is, they went fourteen and two. They pretty much ran through the playoffs and won the Super you know, played in the Super Bowl, right? Which for most teams, that's a successful season. It's yeah. kind of not for them, A, because people expected them to win. B, they were favored to actually win the Super Bowl. And C, the way the Super Bowl shook out, yeah. I mean, they almost looked like they didn't belong there because Tampa Bay was, I mean, just beyond impressive. I'll ask you right now. What is the most surprising thing to you from the Super Bowl? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to go with the, what I think is the obvious answer. Might be a lot of people's answer. It's, it's just how one-sided the game really looked for the most part. I'd say, I'd say 75% of the game looked one-sided to me. Yeah. Pretty much. Really, from the, sec- the second, you're right, because the second, third, and fourth quarter looked like, you know, looked like Tampa Bay was going to win. We watched the game together. You made the comment about halfway through the second quarter. I don't remember exactly what the score was. Maybe it was 21 to six. Maybe they had just, maybe Tampa had just scored to make it 21 to six. And you said, you said to, to me, this game's over. And I thought, nah, I mean, 15 is a big lead, but that's only two scores. Kansas City's really good on offense. This game's not over. But you were right because the second half was really the second half was really kind of pointless. I mean, it the second half yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, 21 to six would have been no different than 31 to nine. Like if, if the game would have ended at halftime, we would have been just as surprised or we, it would have, we would have felt like it was Tampa Bay was just as dominant as we do now, having watched the second. The second half didn't add anything to the story. I'll tell you what, the most surprising thing to me, and, I, you know, I understand, and I'm not saying that Tom Brady didn't deserve the MVP, but the defense deserved the MVP because this is the way I look at it. How many times has Tampa Bay scored 31 points this season? I don't know, five, six, seven times. How many times has Tom Brady thrown for three touchdowns this season? Two, three times, maybe four times, right? Right. How many times have the Chiefs not scored a touchdown in an entire football game? I don't think I'm I haven't checked, but I am willing to bet a significant amount of money that that has not happened all year long. So really, to me, the true MVP is 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 the Tampa Bay defense, right? Tampa Bay scoring 31 points, Tom Brady throwing three touchdown passes. Heck, Grunt catching two touchdown passes is not that special. And at 31 points, three touchdowns, three touchdown passes by Brady, a good Kansas City team, you figure might, might actually score more than 31, right? But the defense, I mean, not only did they not score a touchdown, they didn't make it to double digits. They got they lost by 22 points. Like it's not like you know, if Tampa Bay had scored 55 and the Chiefs had scored 33, they lost 55 to 33, right? 22 points. You'd say, okay, right. someone on the offense should get the MVP because the, the Kansas City offense did their job, right? Obviously, the Tampa Bay offense did a better job. But at 31 to 9, I mean, and I understand you you can't give it to an entire unit. But wow, just what a defensive game. And the thing that stood out to me the most is they did all of that with almost no blitzing. I, I, I go back through the memory bank of the game. They didn't blitz very much. It was the front four that put all that pressure on the Chiefs. And, I mean, you just can't say enough good things about the defensive game plan and the defensive execution of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will say this: I was uh, I was pretty disappointed with the Super Bowl, and I partially blamed the Buccaneers because they were pretty damn good, and they they kind of made it a, a boring game, really. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I I think I think when you watch that Super Bowl, like you got to take into account Kansas City's offensive line wasn't healthy; they're missing a starting tackle. You know, home. Uh, you know, a lot of running around. Just half because I referees were had an effect on on the game a little bit. I, I think I think they really did. Like there was, don't get me wrong, Kansas City committed some penalties, but the fucking refs missed. I mean, they called a lot of phantom, not a lot, but they several, several that affected field position. And that 21, what was it at halftime? 21 to six? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
that last touchdown was resulted from from a penalty that you know they could have only came away with a field goal the game would have would have been a little closer maybe the the chiefs would have you know wouldn't have felt so out of it right because so I, I really didn't, I, I didn't enjoy the first half that much because I really felt like the, the referees the referees tucked their flags up their ass in the second half. Like there were no flags in the second half. I didn't I don't I don't understand. Like you know, so it it was kind of weak, man. Like I don't know. That that was a really weird Super Bowl to me. And it was, you know, as as good as the Buccaneers were, I mean, you kind of got to credit the Chiefs for being banged up on the offensive line. I don't know. I mean, if they have a healthy offensive line, do, do, do the Bucs get the same pressure on, uh, you know, on Ohms? I, I don't know. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was a weird Super Bowl. I didn't enjoy it. I, I thought, I don't know what was worse, the game or the, or the commercials, but, you know. I don't know. I've just, it was a very eh Super Bowl to me. Yeah. Look, I, I the, the, the question I have, and, and I don't know. And look, and look, and look, I, I know, I know people, I know people don't like to like blame the referees, right? Or like people say, oh, you know, you play on the field and all that. Into the fucking stands interference the cast the catch the, the pass was not catchable then you had another one on on you know on uh that was being thrown to Evans and like there's just a phantom PI called <laughs> like so that totally affected field position and and allowed I mean so I, I thought that I thought the first half was pretty weak yeah, I the the one thing that I I question is, and and I don't know this because I haven't I haven't played football. Um, you know, I, I've never played organized football, so I don't know. But so they lost their left tackle. The Chiefs lost their left tackle to injury in the Buffalo game in the AFC Championship. And now my understanding is is they didn't they didn't they brought obviously they brought someone in to replace, but they moved the right tackle over to left tackle and then they did, they switched the guards to, and, you know, move the guard from the, the, the left or the, the left guard, they moved the left guard over to right tackle and the right guard over to left guard. And then they brought in a new right guard. Like, I don't know if that's the way they normally do it, but it just seems to me like that's too much movement for a unit to be effective with only two weeks of preparation. It is two weeks, right? It's not a normal one week preparation. Maybe they don't do that if it's during the regular season, but it seems to me like if you lose your left tackle and I understand that's the most important one, right? I can see moving the right tackle over to left tackle, bring a new guy in to play right tackle, but to do all the other switching with the guards, that to me seemed like that, that just, that just seemed dumb to me. And I, again, I don't know, maybe, maybe someone, maybe someone can tell us, right. But that seemed that, that just seemed silly to me. And so I, I put that, I kind of, I give the bucks credit for what they did, 
because at the end of the day, that was the chief's choice, right. To, to handle the injury that way. And yeah, the injury is kind of out of their control, but they still, the way they handle the injury, that's their fault. And then Mahomes, look, Mahomes obviously had some mobility issues. He was, he was not as mobile as he normally is. You could tell he was a little bit afraid to run down the field. I mean, he'd do all the scrambling behind the line of scrimmage that he needed to do, but he wasn't willing to run forward very much. He did it a couple of times in the first quarter, and then after that, he really didn't do it the rest of the game. I don't know if you noticed that. His rushes were all in the first quarter, second quarter, early second quarter. After that, he didn't go forward at all. Um, so, you know, that's another issue. The referee issue, it, look, they, to me, they committed those penalties. Um, the only one that I have a real problem with is the, uh, is the offside on the field goal attempt. Because the way, the way NFL teams line up for a field goal, you know, they, they all line up kind of in a, almost in a V formation. And of course the defensive guys come as close to the, you know, they, they stand, you know, they get down one football length from the person in front of them. So if the offense is in a V formation kind of coming back, the defense is in a V formation kind of coming forward. Right. So you can call offside on, on field goal kicks on just about every single field goal because they all do it. So why they called it there, I thought that was kind of dumb. The PIs, I mean, they all, they all look like pass interference. And it's one of those things where you could probably call pass interference on 90% of the pass plays out there or, or, or defensive holding on 90% of the pass plays out there. They called them in the second quarter. They didn't call them in the second half, but that could also be that the chiefs adjusted, right? The, chief, the chiefs said, okay, they're, they're calling everything. We gotta, we gotta keep our hands to ourselves. So, you know, I, I the, the, the thing about the referees doesn't bother me as much except for the one on the field goal. The one on the field goal bothers me because that, that, you could call offside on every field goal attempt. Go, I mean, go look it up. Go look, go look up field goal attempts for, for this season, and you'll see, especially on longer ones where they're trying to get some pressure because they figure they, they can make them miss it. It happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so is, the, uh, is Tom Brady the, the greatest quarterback ever now? Can we just settle that debate? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think he's been for a while now since probably he won his fifth one or fourth one. I mean, there's nothing to debate anymore. I don't know. I, I haven't been debating it really. I mean, but I, I will I will say this. For all the people that talk shit about Eli Manning, okay, two things. All right. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter who the quarterback is behind that offensive line. If your offensive line is doo-doo, that's what you're going to get. So it doesn't matter if it's Eli Manning or Patrick Mahomes. That's, that's the result you get right. And number two, for everybody saying Eli Manning won two Super Bowls thanks to the defense, well, I hope people are saying the same about Tom Brady. Yeah, he threw for two touchdowns. 
All right. Three. But that fucking defense, whatever, three, four, five, I don't care how many touchdowns he threw. If that defense doesn't play the way it plays, if that defense doesn't play the way it plays, then Kansas City might be scoring points. So the fact that you said the defense deserves MVP, and I think a lot of people were saying uh, the defense deserved, uh, Devin White deserved MVP. I mean, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, he was kind of carried on, in this one. He was kind of carried by the defense a little bit. He didn't have to do much. He didn't have to fucking throw two touchdowns. So that's all well, I got to say about well, that. Well, to, to, to be fair, though, um, I don't think anyone carried anyone. I mean, it was a complete team effort, right? I mean, both sides. Well, of the but, people say, but people say, but people say, but. Say now, did, did the Ravens in 2000 did Trent Dilfer carry the Ravens? No, but that or was did that defense carry the Ravens. Well, but that that's a little bit different. That's a little bit different because the defense they didn't just do it in the Super Bowl, the defense did it throughout, right? And he wasn't scoring, he didn't score 31 points, he didn't throw however many touchdown passes Brady threw this year. I mean, you know. It, 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 it that's completely I think that's very very different um it's not like they won 10-9 right if they won 10-9 then you say okay they rode the defense but I mean they scored 31 on their own so you know you got to give both sides of the ball credit in this one thanks to the refs yes they scored 31 uh, help a little help from the refs yes they scored 31 that's I mean true. call a spade a spade bro it is what it is that, the fucking refs had a part in that game obviously Every single I don't offense. care what anybody says. I, look, I got no problem being that guy. I will be that guy. <laughs> every every offense in the NFL benefits from the ref. They all do it. They all they all heck, there are teams that just bank on the ref, right? Ed, the fact that a 15-year-old kid in your house who's played only one season of the highest level of football that he's played is junior high school noticed the difference in the first half of these zebras throwing flags. And then they were non-existent in the second half. The fact that he noticed that. Yeah. I rest my case and I'm done talking about it. Hold on a second. Here's my rebuttal to your case. He was rooting for the chiefs. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he was rooting for. He's he. I wasn't rooting for anybody, and we saw the same thing. So he he was biased. He was very biased. By halftime, oh, he was done with the game. Fine. He was by, by by halftime. He was like, forget it. He's like, forget it. It's over. Yeah. Even like you, it's over. Um. Now, some of the other argument I've heard, or some of the other debate I've heard, is Tom great is Tom Brady the greatest? team athlete of all time. Is he? I don't know. What do you think? Um, it's hard to, it, it's hard to put him, it's hard to compare across sports, right? Like, so the, the obvious comparison comes with Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan won six rings, Never lost in the finals. Um, but in basketball, 
right? Michael Jordan plays offense and defense. Uh, in basketball, you can control who gets the, you know, who gets the ball in, in crunch time. Whereas in football, you know, if the other team has the ball, you can't really control it. Your defense has to help you out to get the ball back for you. Um, and in basketball, you've got a roster of 12. In football, you've got a roster of 55. Um, you know, Michael Jordan plays 40 minutes a game, which is roughly, uh, let's see, it's more than 75% of the game. Tom Brady plays half the game, right? So it's, it's really hard to compare. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm actually not going to say one way or the other, because I think it's just too difficult to compare. What I will say is as a leader, Tom Brady is a, a, just an incredible leader of men. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks with a lot of talent fall on their face because they couldn't lead. And Tom Brady is talented as well. Uh, not like Patrick Mahomes, of course, but he is an incredible leader of men. The fact that Gronk came out of retirement to go play with him in Tampa says something about that. Um, and, and just the way he led that, that team, that, that camaraderie that he has with his, uh, with his fellow teammates is, is incredible. And in football, probably more than in other sports, you have to be a great leader. And Tom Brady is very much that. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's Tom Brady, you know. I mean, there's nothing else to say, really. I mean. Would you consider him a greater athlete than Michael Jordan? Team sports athlete. Uh, probably not. Wayne Gretzky? Probably not. Probably not. Um, basketball. Who would be the greatest in baseball? Uh, it's really yeah. hard in baseball. I don't know. It's it, you know if, if you because no, I mean I don't I don't no because I don't I don't I don't really view him as no I wouldn't say he's a better athlete than Jordan or Gretzky. You know, it's it, that's an interesting conversation. In baseball, it's really hard to be the greatest, right? Because if you're a starting pitcher, the, the most dominant position is pitcher, right? But if you're a starting pitcher, you play once every four, five, once every five games. If you go to the next most dominant position, it's it would be catcher, right? Because you're involved in every pitch. But it's hard as a catcher, A, to have longevity, and B, you know, to, to, to be good over a, a long period of time is difficult. And then if you go to just straight-up hitter, like, you only bat four times a game. And, yeah. and you don't dictate whether you come up to bat in the key moments, right? Like, if you made, if you made the first out in the eighth inning – and then the next two guys behind you made outs. You're going to be seventh up in the ninth inning of a one-run game. You, you you may not get the chance to win the game like Jordan does or even like Brady with a game-winning drive. You know what I mean? So in baseball, it's just about impossible to be the greatest if you think across yeah. sports. Right. 
Soccer. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Huh? Soccer is the other one. Greater than Pele, greater than Maradona. See, when I when I think like when somebody asks or somebody says, you know, greatest athlete, I'd probably put a soccer player up there, basketball, hockey. I mean, I don't know. An immobile quarterback, I, I don't know if I really put them up there as athlete. I, I would say Tom Brady is probably the greatest quarterback ever, but you know, when I think athlete for quarterbacks, I think Michael Vick. I think he's an athlete. Right. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, maybe, you know. Right. I mean it's, it's funny. They gotta move around. They gotta move around a little bit more, in in my opinion. That's just my opinion. It, it's funny. I think Tom Brady is still in terms of this conversation, Tom Brady is still handicapped by those draft combine numbers, right? Before he was even in the NFL. And that yeah. picture of him standing there with no shirt on, he's got a little bit of a gut, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's why people will never call him an athlete, even if he even if he runs around in the pocket and whatnot, he they still don't think of him as an athlete. Yeah, but he won't. He, I mean, he's just not that type of quarterback. He's yeah. never been, you know, and, and that's and that's fine. He's he's done well not being that type of quarterback. So, well, but, the I mean, most I, the most know. important thing for a quarterback is his arm. Right. And the fact of the matter yeah. is that guy's 43. And that pass he threw to Antonio was it Antonio Brown, the 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 slant in in the end zone. Yeah, he he put that ball exactly where he wanted to put it, and he put it there with a shit ton of zip on it because the defensive player was there. If he throws that chest high, the defensive player probably can get his hand in and and disrupt it, but he threw it low so that Antonio Brown had to slide to catch it and the defensive player had no shot. And so, I mean, and that he put some mustard on that thing. He threw that ball hard. I was like, damn. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the defensive player knew that, you know, the rest would probably call a fucking pass interference. So they were like, you know, let's, let's give him five feet. Let's social distance from the wide receivers. <laughs> hey, maybe that's what the rest are doing. Maybe that's why they threw those flags. They wanted some social distancing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Hey, you mentioned the commercials. Um, I mean, everyone on Madison Avenue should get fired, right? Madison Avenue is where all the advertising firms are. They should all get fired. Right. I can't. I can only think of one commercial. Actually, I can only think of two commercials that I remember and were kind of good. The one with uh, Matthew McConaughey, where he was like a piece of paper, and then he got. He was in the vending machine and he ate a Dorito and he exploded to a real person. So he was stuck in the vending machine. That one was good. Right. The E-Trade commercial, right? Where the E-Trade commercial where the chick is flexing. She won some kind of title. She's holding a belt. Mm-hmm. And she flexes and she's got big muscles. And this little scrawny 10-year-old kid is in there. And he's like, oh, I got it. You know, he looks at his arm and then he starts training. And you see him picking stuff up and hurting himself and whatnot. Uh, those are the only two that I even remember. Do you have any that you? Yeah, remember? I don't. No, listen. From an entertainment standpoint, the game and the commercials to me were very. The commercials were subpar. Beyond the game subpar. was you know. Huh? The, the commercials were beyond subpar. They were. 
I don't yeah, know if yeah, the, they were awful. The commercials were really bad. Yeah. Was, yeah, the commercials were bad. And I don't know if it's COVID or or what, but please stop with the CGI. Just stop. Just stop it. Stop it. I, I don't see. I don't need to see Vince Lombardi give a speech anymore in a, in a, in a halftime commercial. Like, what the fuck? You know what? You know what? Let's see. You know what my family's gonna do? My family is going to compile all of these podcasts that we do, and they're gonna make a CGI version of me when I die, so that they always have me. <laughs> Right, they're gonna watch a soccer game. That would be kind of cool. They're gonna watch a soccer game, and all of a sudden the VAR is gonna come up, and all of a sudden a hologram of me is gonna show up in CGI talking about the VAR like I have on this podcast. They're gonna be like, it's like watching the game game with dad again. (laughs) But you know, that would be some freaky shit. Like if they CGI'd you at your funeral, right? And you got some little kid. Who they just said, hey, this person died, right? And then they're like, wait, he's right there. What the hell's going on? Like, that would be some crazy shit, you know? Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) But see, but see, uh, as as, as a sports fan, the Vince Lombardi one, I can appreciate that one. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it's, 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 it's got to do with sports. It's Vince Lombardi. It's him. Give. I I forgot about that one. I didn't mind that one so much, but the other ones, I'm like, nah, whatever. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to see. I don't want to. I don't want to see a football speech given to me by a fake Vince Lombardi. Right? Show me what he said back. You can't have the real Vince Lombardi. No, but you can, but you can, right? You can show me clips of what he said back in the day, back in 1960, before he died. There was no fucking video cameras back then. No, no, there's there's clips of him saying stuff, right? I know, I know. But, like, I, I just, the CGI, they CGI'd Samuel L. Jackson in a commercial. That dude's still alive. If he didn't want yeah, to then do, it's... if he didn't want to do the commercial because of COVID, hey, fucking call me. I'll do it. Yeah. Hit me, up, hit me up on Twitter at eMontana21 about doing a commercial and I will go live and do it. I'll wear my mask. Well, I don't commercial and then you know, we'll do the commercial. I don't know if you would pass for Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Well, then have me pass for, uh, you know, some other dude like, I don't know, George Clooney. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. You could do a Nicholas Cage. There you go. I mean, if you mess up my hair right, I could be Nicolas Cage, right? Instead of CGI, <laughs> fuck it. Just get someone who looks close. Yeah. Hey, well. we can't we can't risk having the real Nicolas Cage out here getting COVID and dying, but you, yeah, you just have a podcast. Yeah. We can we'll, yeah. we'll risk you. <laughs> we can afford to lose you to society. That's right. And for the good of a Super Bowl commercial, we'll do it. Yeah, if you think about the game, the commercials, and the halftime show, I would say the weekend killed it. They're the best part of the. Uh, they're the best one of the three because that halftime show was lit. I liked it. I'm not quite sure what the deal was with. I I, I actually like. Not sure what the deal was with all those people with their heads wrapped, but it was still good. Yeah, yeah. Halftime show wasn't too bad. 
The funniest thing, the funniest thing about the halftime show was we were eating, right? We were, we were loading up on more food, right? <laughs> and each song that comes up, you go, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Oh, I heard that song too. I didn't realize The weekend sings it. Nothing says I'm an old fart like, oh, I know that song. <laughs> yeah. And this whole time, I thought The weekend was more than one person. Right. And The weekend is just... It's one dude. One guy. What a what a I didn't know that mustache. I mean that was a the mustache killed it. I like the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, maybe you maybe you thought it was more than one guy because the weekend is more than one day, right? Sometimes it's actually three days. Right. Sometimes you get lucky and have a four-day weekend, right? So you assume there's right. more people. Whereas if you said weekday, well, that's just one day during the week. Yeah. We should start our own group. The week. <laughs> the week? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? We get a lot of hit on, on YouTube because then people would start making fun of our name. And instead of W-E-E-K, they'd, be, they'd spell it W-E-A-K. This group, <laughs> the week is weak. <laughs> hey, but you know what they hey, say? you never know, man. Love us or hate us, just feel about us. That's right. So what do you, so what do you think the uh, the Chiefs and the pay, and the uh, Bucks need to do to get back to the uh, Super Bowl? Look, I I think the Chiefs can get. I think the Chiefs, just the way they are right now. I don't know what contract situations they have, but the way this team, the way it's constructed right now, if they keep all of those guys or a majority of those guys, they can go again. Absolutely, um, you know I. I, again, I don't want to put too much on injuries, but that game might be different if their offensive line is intact and Mahomes isn't injured. I think the Mahomes injury is bigger than than he's let on, which kudos to him, right? He's not making any excuses. So I and 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 they are they are, in my opinion, they are so far ahead of the rest of the AFC that you know. I think they could very easily make it back very easily sounds too easy, but I think they could, I think they could very easily make it back. I don't, I'm not a huge believer in Buffalo. I think this year they were really good, but I'm afraid they may take a step back next year just because people are starting to people may start to figure them out. And then there's really no one else in the AFC that scares me for Kansas city. Right. Could they get knocked off? Sure, but there's no one that you would say you would automatically take against them. For the Bucks, the Bucks have a quite a few contract issues, right? Um, and Tom Brady is going to be a year older. Uh, obviously, you can't replace him, or it's not going to work. Um, but. You know, I, I, I wonder, I, I wonder what's going to happen with that team. And I think it's more evenly matched throughout the NFC. So it's harder for them to get there. Um, I don't see any huge holes on Tampa Bay, uh, but I don't know. What do you think? I, I think the Chiefs are going to, we might see the Chiefs, and this might be overreaction Monday, but, you know, 
we might see the Chiefs take a step back. Maybe now they're figured out. You know what I'm saying? That that defense is not – the defense played well, in my opinion, which is why I thought, they, you know, they were going to stay in the game, was going to be part of the reason they were going to be in the Super Bowl, right? Like, you know, right. stay in the game. But then the, the defense kind of, you know, didn't play too well. They committed a lot, a lot of penalties. Uh, I don't know. They, they may need to – maybe the Andy Reid – uh, everyone needs to, you know, maybe that guy needs to take care of, of home a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he needs to take a break or something, you know, maybe, maybe just a break and come back. Um, but they definitely need to fix that offensive line because Eric Fisher is not young either. You know what I'm saying? He's been yeah. in the league for a while. So that's, you know, not, you know, you paid Patrick Mahomes a whole lot of cash. You got to protect that guy. I mean, you know, if it's one thing the, the Patriots did was was intact. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't the greatest offensive line, but I mean, they made sure that Tom Brady stayed upright. So, if you're gonna have uh, Patrick Mahomes around for for years to come, you, you got to protect him. And I think, you know, and Eric Fisher is just one position. They may need to that that whole offensive line may need to be kind of reworked a little bit. So, yeah, that's probably the most glaring weakness they have, and their secondary could probably use use an upgrade at a position or two. Um, I think that got a bit exposed, but I mean they're still a yeah. really good football team. I wonder how many times Mahomes is going to have to rework that contract to uh, to accommodate getting more talent because that. That contract is huge. Yeah. You know, he's a huge hit. Well, he's, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Speaking of huge hits. I don't know. Speaking of huge hits, if you want to catch this huge hit called the Positive Sports Podcast, you can catch it on YouTube, Google Play, <laughs> iTunes, Podbean, and on Spotify. Because we're a huge hit. Uh, so catch us there, um, whatever your podcast platform of choice is. If you want to get, a, if they want to get a hold of you, Alex, and talk, commiserate about the referees, how do they do that? On Twitter at Brooklyn Gaucho One. And I mentioned it earlier for all you Madison Avenue firms that, uh, you know, want to use real people in your commercials next year, you can reach me on Twitter as well at eMontana21. <laughs> Any other big takeaways from the Super Bowl, Alex? Uh, no, I, I wish there were, but I, I mean, no, not really. <clears throat> not on my part. You? Well, aside from all the food I ate, uh, I took away a lot of food because, I mean, we we grilled up a bunch of meat here, and you brought sandwiches over, uh, cold cuts for sandwiches. I ate a ton. I must have put on five pounds. Um, geez, it was good. It was it was fantastic. We we had food probably for ten people, and there were three of us, four of us, so five of us. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We we had twice as yeah. much food as we needed, but so that was my biggest takeaway. And only, and I'm talking just in terms of sheer weight. That was my biggest takeaway. But um, right. the only the only other takeaway I have is 
you know, really hats off to Tampa Bay. They, uh, you know, it, it obviously it wasn't a huge chance, but they did take a chance, right? They took a chance that Tom Brady was not in severe decline. And, uh, you know, they, they went for it this year and they got it, right? They, they pushed all their chips into the middle of the table. Uh, they went all in and it worked. And um, look, that's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better for a franchise than that. Right. And, and as a fan, like you, if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you got to be ecstatic because back in back last summer, when Tampa Bay pushed all their chips in to get Tom Brady as a Tampa Bay fan, you were like, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And then it actually happens, right? That's got to be a great feeling. I'm not a Tampa Bay fan, but I, I bet they're having a, a hell of a good time right now, and they are ecstatic. Um, the other takeaway I have is apparently in this new COVID world, look, if you're not in L.A. or Tampa Bay, you ain't winning a championship. So everyone else can just go home now, right? In the NBA, look. That's right. In the NBA, they should just go ahead and have the finals between the Clippers and the Lakers because there's no team in Tampa Bay, so everyone else can just go home. You know, maybe Miami will get a little rub just by being in Florida or Orlando, right? But it's between the Lakers and the Clippers. And in hockey, it's between the Kings and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And in baseball, it's going to be the Rays and the Dodgers. (laughs) I mean, look. That's just the way it is in yeah. the pandemic world. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> hey, I saw all those cardboard cutouts in the stands. Apparently, you can pay to be a cardboard cutout. Would you ever pay? And if so, how much would you pay to be at the Super Bowl? I would pay exactly the cost to get the piece of cardboard do they send you the cardboard back Zero. like like do they send you the cardboard back do they mail it back to you after the game so you, like if you pay an extra fee do they go ahead and mail it to you because i would want it and then i would put it around the house right oh, i'd put it up on my wall behind me well that <clears throat> now nah, they probably throw it away and then if you want to get back you know if you want to get back into the you know the the cardboard cutout scene you got to pay again they got to make their money man revenue i feel bad if they threw me out (laughs) you know like now all of a sudden i'm in a trash can that's not cool yeah i don't i don't really I mean, it's it's whatever. I mean, you know, whatever, man. Look, they got to make their money. Uh, I I probably wouldn't wouldn't. I uh, depend. Uh, I wouldn't pay for it. Nah. I mean, fuck that. Yeah, I I wouldn't either. But I mean, I yeah I, yeah. I I just I think it's kind of dumb. Like, what's the difference? Like, it doesn't look that much different than if the stands were empty or covered up by a tarp. So I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a Super Bowl with empty seats would be kind of weird, though. Eh. I mean, they had 22,000 fans there. That's 22,000 more than I expected. 
But of course, in right. Florida, I mean, in Florida, Florida's going to do Florida shit. They don't care about COVID, man. They're like, whatever. I'm surprised yeah. it was only 22, actually, because it was in, in Tampa. All righty, man. Let's wrap this puppy up. Sounds good, man. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, you can catch our podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, whatever whatever podcast platform you choose and as always folks ignore the negativity be the positivity